0: bravery is there in the way they play and what about Peter O'Mahony I just Exceptional. thought
1: Exceptional sensational performance yep.
0: Jack O'Donoghue and Hodnett the three of them in the back row
1: The Red 78 with Alan Quillen and Nia Briggs subscribe to the rugby channel on the OTB Sports app and turn on your notifications now The Football Pod on OTB Sports in partnership
2: with AIB proud sponsors of the GAA Senior Football Championship check out hashtag the toughest for more well, how are y'all you doing? You're very welcome along to episode 15 of the Football Pod. James O'Donoghue, Paddy Andrews, welcome to the show. Thanks, Tom. Good evening. The All-Ireland champions have been dumped out of their provincial championships. Long time since we've seen that happen.
1: It's the final stage as well, isn't it? That's yeah.
2: 2006, Derry stung them after they won the All-Ireland um, in 05. That was Tyrone were beating them back in 06. I I and was they kept of...
1: them scoreless in the first half, that day. Yeah, and they weren't far off at of this week keeping them scoreless. Like, it was unbelievable to watch, wasn't it? It was. Tyrone just didn't bring it. They just didn't get to the championship intensity. And you could tell that Derry were so prepped for that game. Yeah. Even, did you hear when... Um, um Who took the penalty again? McGuigan. Shane McGuigan, again. yeah. He said that when he missed the penalty in the last league game, yeah, see. that he knew he was going to take the next penalty in the Tyrone game do you know he but, just had it in his head so early that he no, was going to take it governor rang seven. him the next day no, right? no. Yeah. Rory rang him Rory rang yeah. Rory yeah.
2: him and said uh, Rory rang him and said I missed a penalty in the last league game against Meade and Rory rang me the next day and said if we get a penalty against Tyrone you're hitting it so for the next three four weeks I had two or three balls every night and practice hitting it into that corner like Paddy we mentioned it last week if yeah. you go back and listen to the Rory Galler interview on the football pod, <laughs> you know that that man is eyeing up one thing and one thing only this year, and that is the Ulster Championship.
0: Well, he said it. He said it in the off-season last year. They were... They would have been so disappointed losing that game to Donegal last year. And they, they were flying throughout the National League. They steamrolled everyone in Division Three. They were gearing up to, to take out Donegal and Ballybuffin. They lost by a point, one kick, and they had so many opportunities to win that. And there was no backdoor. So it was just such a frustrating end to the season last year for Derry. And this year, like, like I said, Rory said that, what was it, October, November time? Yeah. They were going to be gunning for this championship. The, the only issue for them, I suppose, is that they play Monaghan next. You know, they've, they've, It's such okay. a difficult championship to come through and win. But it was a statement, Victor, that the two standout performances I, I felt from the weekend were Kildare absolutely dismantling layout and racking up a big score. And obviously Derry then in Healy Park as well, two really kind of statement victories. But for Derry, their, their setup defensively, their energy, their attitude—like see McWiggan's reaction when he scores the penalty—you could just see That's they right. were they were so focused on that game. And Tyrone, there's been morning signs all year for Tyrone. They've been an up and down performances, really inconsistent. Even in the win over Fermanagh a couple of weeks ago, a terrible first half display. And you kind of think they got it out of their system with that second half, but they never got out of the blocks yesterday. Um, and they could have no complaints. And then it just started to get messy for them. You know, the sendings off, the discipline. They're in a tough place. They have a few weeks before they're out again, and they'll need it. They'll need to regroup. But, but yesterday it was about Rory Gallagher and that Derry team.
2: It was a brilliant, brilliant performance for them. Savage. The game of the weekend... I called it last week. It was going to be yeah. in Ennis and I was there on Saturday night, boys. My God. Don't
1: Outrageous. They I were apologize. brilliant penalties. There was like there was four soccer players taking them. Yeah, that's right. They what were I thought. the eyes yeah. going across the body, going, opening the body. Savage quality penalty. So casual like, yeah.
2: Did, did you see the photograph of Nocton, Nash, Donovan, Corbett and Robbie Burke all lining up to take the penalties? Did you see the five of them were in? There's a great photograph. They look so confident and like... Yeah. Speaking to people, they were Limerick's five takers. No matter what, you know, who was on the pitch, they were always going to be the five takers. Those boys are ready to go. Clare, unfortunately, injuries caught them. Tuberty was off the pitch. Uh, yeah. Cleary didn't take one. Sexton was injured. On? I'm not sure. Sexton was injured and they just, they didn't have their, their regular penalty takers on, on the pitch. Like. And, and you it could it see showed, it. To be fair. And like what was pointed out to me afterwards. And I... I Thought it was a bit harsh on anyone who, who likes black boots because I've got three pairs of black boots outside in the car. <laughs> but not one of the Limer- only one of the limerick footballers had black boots. There was pink, there was red, there was light. <laughs> the They're they all Nike Vapors. They were yeah, they were absolutely the real to wear the pink ones. <laughs> yeah, 100 percent But, but uh, the clear a-
1: penalties were poor. Like, yeah. It was I mean, like the first time ever lining up to take a penalty.
2: Yeah, O D had had a mighty game. OD had a mighty game and his just went it ballooned. It was like Beckham against Greece, and then Connor Jordan's. I I don't know whether that glanced the post, but it just went wide. Joe McGann took his penalty very well. It's very it nice. Paddy Andrews, penalties in championship football. Yeah. And, and do you know what? It's like you do wonder how much practice
0: they they would have done in that scenario because it, it, it's such a one night. Thing. A... That, that's, oh. Is that enough? That's. It, it, Games are going to be, start being decided by this now. Yeah. It's, it's a new thing, new phenomenon in, in GAA penalty shootouts. It is a phenomenon, yeah.
1: If I'd love look. to see the ratio of like how many games go to extra time and still end of a draw after extra time. Like yeah. It's high. Yeah. It's you know, high. They're, they're so tight high. and cagey that it, there is, once it's a draw in normal time, it probably will go to penalties. Yeah, James. Do, do, do well, I think
0: we'll, we'll we'll see a few more panel shootouts. We, oh, I think imagine so. this Savage. in like an All Ireland
2: semi final or All Ireland final.
1: Like I would love it. the
2: goal <laughs> yeah, I so Did you see yeah, that? I'd I, put like to a, see it. I put up a video of all the kids. They're all lined up behind the town end. And next yeah. thing, word came through the town. Oh, I don't know why, well, how they, they got word. around. What <laughs> they spray? It was like a stampede, lads. It's like something <sighs> from the Lion King. It was a stampede going around the side of the grounds. <laughs> and the photograph. There's an amazing photograph. Pierce. So Pierce from Sports it of Robbie Burke lining up to take it and it's like something from uh something from the Champions League final or something like that all these fans roaring and screaming but they're only 10 year old kids do you know what I mean like it's, yeah, it's uh, cool. it was remarkable stuff did you practice penalties much James you you buried a couple in your time in championship football
1: I you scored one like I hill. tried to I tried to send the keeper the wrong way so like I never really had to practice ping it into the corner do you know Oh, okay. I kind of, like,
0: like a Giorgino, like a stutter.
1: <laughs> no, but I had a short enough run-up and then I kind of tried to wait to see the goalie move and try and put it the other way. So, so it you never get, had to be like a standing penalty.
2: But are you given the eyes or are you shaping or what way is that happening? Uh, there's all sorts
1: of shapes being thrown. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose it's the eye, but if you can actually... It was one of my club mates, David Sullivan, taught me that when you're taking a penalty, he's a savage penalty tackle, on fairness. And he, if you're running up to the ball as slow as you can, and you can keep the eyes in the top of your head so you can actually still see the goalie as you're striking it, then you can change your mind. See? There's a, There's a lot in it, lads. It's there crazy. is. I can think you- if, you're, if you're going up to take a penalty after how, how many minutes did they play? 95 to 100 minutes they probably played. Mm, they're off, yeah. Pressure situation and you have to ping it into the side netting. Like that is no joke. Like there's a way more room for error if you kind of try and send the keeper maybe the wrong way. In fairness,
2: the penalty, the penalty spot is a bit closer as well nowadays. Like, if a you put bit a, closer. If
1: yeah. you put a right bit of power into it. Um... Yeah, but there's no rule on the goalie coming out like there is in soccer. Is he, he doesn't a... have to stay on his line. Like. Oh, does he not? He can come out and smother the ball nearly. Can you remember what
2: was going through your head as you put the ball down the spot against Clarkson in thirteen? Well,
1: oh, you scoring that? Not thing, much, you? I'd say. Um, I, did you, did I you, look, Ailin, at, did you look at him? Did you look Ailin. at Stephen Clarkson? Uh, I did. A, yeah, yeah. Did you go, no, well, actually, do you know what I did? The wrong way. Yeah, he went the wrong way. Yeah, yeah. I oh, just yeah. shaped to kind of to ping it across the body and then just opened it up last second.
2: Oh yeah. Yeah,
1: Pretty because chances, if, if he if I went across my body the way he went, he'd have saved it. Big
0: save off Ganey in the 19th final.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, it was well, it was well that was for that night. yeah, did he? Yeah. yeah, like goalies probably do a bit of work as well on the penalty. Oh, time. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so you have to throw in a penalty every so often as well.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Who took yeah. it? The outrage, Benzema. At all Benzema?
1: oh, yeah,
2: outrage. oh, magic, Patty. Was there any threat after you dived against Henley? Was there any threat of you taking that penalty in 16 or?
0: I was just good I didn't finish it myself I should have scored yeah. like. uh, No Dermo was on it We did practice them now I have to say um, and particularly in my last season in 20 we would have done penalty shootouts ourselves just in, in case I think that was was that the first year it came in okay. and we, we, ne- we never got to that thank God but, but we would have practiced it definitely yeah. and then even throughout my career there'd be three or four lads Mannion Conley Cormac Oslo Dean Rock yeah, they will be practicing penalties.
2: 100%. I'm just, I'm just looking at Donohue now. He's putting the ball down. Rory O'Carroll is running by him. Doesn't say anything to him. He's keeping his eyes on the ball, hands on the hip. He's looking at the referee, waiting for the whistle. Pure class, isn't he? Cluxton's <laughs> on the line. Oh yeah, he just opens the body. That was no, you put that into the stanchion. That hit the stanchion. You no, took that I well. didn't. did that well. Okay, twenty minutes. Just, that was three, three to one, six of twenty minutes. Outrageous game of football. Was, yeah, was we had big news last week boys We did Massive announcement, we're going on the road It's very yeah. exciting Yeah, so we, we've uh, we've revealed our first date We are going to be on the road a couple of times this summer We're hoping this is going to be a big part of the football pod going into the future Getting out and about, getting to live events We can't wait New for
0: York. is New York one of the venues
2: now? <laughs> keep applying the pressure Paddy I'm trying to apply the pressure upwards You keep pushing on to yeah. me and I'll keep I'll pushing on to I'll drop it out. in there yeah, and I, there is, there was, I did tell you about the fella in, in the YouTube comments trying to get us to Chicago, so I must follow up on that one as well. I, I'll but do
0: Chicago, yeah.
2: I June, would be willing
1: to travel as well. <laughs> on, June,
2: <laughs> on June 2nd, Thursday, June 2nd. Now, let me just paint this picture for you. The four provincial finals would have been the weekend before in Leinster, Connacht, Ulster and Munster. The upcoming weekend of June 4th and 5th, the bank holiday weekend, It'll be round one of the qualifiers, which is looking very, very tasty already. And at Thursday night, June 2nd, we are in Castlebar in the Royal TF Theatre. We cannot wait for it. Tickets have been flying out the gate. You can get them on Ticketmaster or if you search for otbsports.com forward slash events, you'll get them there and you can join us on the night. It is an over 18s event because there will be points. (laughs) <laughs> so it is an overrating stipulation we
0: had in our contract that there, yeah. there must be points at this show, like
2: exactly. So we, we can't wait for it. It's the first time we've been doing this on Zoom, Paddy. Forty-five episodes, Do you know. So we're, it's, going to, it's going to be amazing to get uh, out into a live scenario. Thankfully, I've had a bit of prep here. I did Andy Moran's book launch in the Royal TF Theater, so I I know my surroundings. Do you know, like getting out for a recce before a match, you like to check out the pitch. So yeah. I've been there. I kind of know there won't be any nerves. When was the last time you performed in front of a crowd that big, Paddy? It was probably 2019,
0: was it? Uh, my wedding. Okay. <laughs> they put an L speech there for a couple of hundred people there. That was uh, daunting enough. Um, I didn't get down to Andy's thing i seen. I was chatting to you guys after as well. and I know mean, it was a, it was a great, it was great Yeah. Look, the Mayo supporters are renowned for their passion and their backing packing their team. So we're expecting a big crowd. I'm sure there will be. I'm sure will be uh, an interesting... Uh, doing and with the crowd and ourselves on stage, but uh, it should be a great night. Like I say, the first of, of a couple we're going to do over the summer. So looking forward to getting down there. I hope Mayo yeah. are still in the bloody championship. Ah, they will be.
2: Don't worry about that. Don't worry. Mayo will be there. James, preparing to the face, Mayo. You had a couple of interesting battles yourself mm. against various Mayo defenders over the years. Would you approach those games in any way different when
1: you're going to Mayo? Not approach them differently, but I suppose... They were always very physically demanding games like because they didn't get bodies massively behind the ball. So there was always opportunities, you know, to, to take on your man, sprint out, get a ball, take him on. So it was a real footballing game, but like they're almost the most physically demanding. So when you're marking a Higgins or a Keegan, like you're going toe to toe with someone with room and space. And there's not often games nowadays yeah. with that buildup. Like very often going, going into game, you're kind of thinking, right, if I get it, there's going to be six or seven fellas around me, probably around the full forward line. Against Mayo, it was very much your battle. And that, it was a great way to prepare for a game. It was like traditional, know, man. honest football. Yeah, it was class. Like, I used to love those games.
2: The game in Limerick must be one of the highlights from your career, the colour and the noise. It must be one of the, those moments.
1: Yeah, that was, that was incredible. You don't you don't you don't often look back, obviously, while you're still playing. But when people bring it up, now, it is nice to, to look back like the, the the atmosphere was sensational. And like K- Kerry fans are, are brilliant. But Mayo fans, like, they rocked the place, you know, and just the colour. <laughs> well, they broke the onto the pitch. <laughs> yeah,
2: they got a little They're excited that night. Were you, close?
1: were you close? You, were you better be Castle Bar actually, the fella. <laughs> he should come to the live event you be make. in the front row The fellow who came on the field
2: Was that on your side of the pitch Or was it, were you on the other end Was, the, what, was that your I, corner No, it, no it, we it carry were carry defence
1: was it not Oh it was carry defence yeah. was it It was our defence yeah, yeah. Uh, They were unlucky that day though Aiden Shea got um,
2: A it clash Killian
1: O'Connor Yeah Like I think they both had to go off They did And they, like, they were at their peak Of their powers at the time like, So we got a stroke of luck there You're but a like, club mate Jonathan Lyne obviously had a savage impact An extra time that
2: yeah. day, we talk about games We talk about games going to extra time and penalties That is one of those games that could have gone there If that was in place back then Oh, it would have been incredible Oh my God <laughs> yeah. Paddy, you obviously had a right few battles against Mayo as well How are you going to prepare to take the stage? Because I'll be honest with you <laughs> one of my, I can't wait to see how you deal with a Mayo crowd Because we are going to be handing the mic around One of the big things oh, is getting really? our okay. questions in From the Football Pod listeners So, you know, they, I'm not going to say anyone's going to rush the stage But we will be handing the mic out I look forward to that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now it's the same as James. The games we would have had against him, some iconic battles that that's to look back on, and exactly that being a forward, you just knew it was just a physical game. You're yeah. right. It's a very different. Like even if you look at say what Derry did yesterday to Tyrone, and did loads of bodies back, and it was just a, nearly a, a really strong structure they had with now, It was they total confidence in themselves. James Horne settlement was like. We're, we don't care how good you forwards think you are. We're going to put one of our defenders on you and he's going to deal with you. And that was their attitude. And that was the attitude the players had. And the battles were incredible. And and like I say, you have massive respect for them. I have to admit that we probably didn't get on as teams at the time. Um, and when you're in it, you're kind of, you don't care about anyone else. It's just you're trying to focus on your own team. But just to it, I, my own stepping out of it, definitely, you look back and some of those players, Keegan... Still playing now, Higgins, uh, Colin Boyle, Donny Von, these fellas—like they're serious, serious battles we had over the years. And they're some of the best games we've ever played, in. you know. And I think it'll be a good night down there. Uh, I'll be, uh, I'll be ready for it. Don't worry about me. I'll
2: be ready to go. The wolf, the wolf will be there that The night. Wolf will
0: be there. You'll be in ready for us. Yeah,
2: I can't wait for it. So that's Thursday, June the second. Please do go check out tickets. We'd love to see you there. I've had a couple of clubs actually on to me. They're talking about team bonding sessions. We did a bit on that a couple of weeks ago. And uh, a couple of clubs talking about getting buses down. So get in touch in DMs if you want to let us know that you're coming. We'd love to hear from you. Um, So that'll be great. And it's open as well to all counties. Like we're going to be talking about Mayo. We're going to have a Mayo legend or two there in the night. All to be revealed. But we are going to be talking about the championship in general because it's really heating up in that week. Thursday, June the 2nd. Leave insert weather guaranteed. It's going into the bank holiday weekend. Let's start it the right way. So we can't wait for that. Lads, a busy weekend. We're going to get into it. Let me just run through the results really quickly. Monaghan 23, down 2-7. A 10-point difference there. Tyrone 10 points. Derry 118. An 11-point difference there. In the Leinster quarterfinals, Mead 4-13, Wicklow 112. 10 points in the difference. Kildare bet loud by 16 points. 222 twelve. Dublin one twenty four, Wexford four points, twenty three. 3 three thirteen, Langford fourteen, an eight points difference. Waterford one eight, Tip two thirteen, an eight point difference. Limerick Clare obviously was decided on penalties. The one close game this weekend and went right down to the wire. And in Roscommon Sligo, Roscommon won with twelve points, twenty three to eleven. Sligo had a man sent off very very early in that game. And just to note, that the Leinster semi final draw was made last night. It's Kildare against Westmead and Mead against Dublin. Paddy, we nearly had you last year. You won't play us outside of Crow Park. We're coming free. Same as last year. Both good games, if I recall. We were there on the yeah.
0: day, the two of us. Um, That'll be good. They're in Croker. I see people are getting a bit worked up, were they? Saying it should be moved. <laughs> Let's come back to that. I want to come back to that in a couple of minutes.
1: I want to come back to that in a couple of minutes. But in yeah. Leinster, does the first team out of the draw, that's not a thing? is it no in Leinster basically everything is done to keep
2: Dublin and Crow Park <laughs> how many people how many people will go to that game I, they're, they're not making it's going to be half full like, and then yeah, will there, there'll be 35,000 and Westmead and Kildare people are going to leave during Dublin mead luck. Like. yeah they're not was hanging saying, around
0: that. There was that double header last year there was about 30 odd thousand it, it yeah. was a nice lovely day um, yeah and anyway, if you've played in Crow Park and have played in a lot of these games and um, it's an incredible stadium i think if you have players they, they love playing there from, from all the counties but in terms of atmosphere like if there's less than sixty thousand in crow park it's flat yeah you know? like even if you have fifty thousand in there it can still be very uh, you're, look you need the games to be competitive to, to, to bring the crowd and get them involved in it but if it's not full and those two double, that double header is not going to be anywhere near full
2: Like, I, yeah, I just don't know why the Lancer Council aren't looking at this and going, We've had 10 years where our championship hasn't been up to scratch. And we've had 10 years of semi finals where you can hear the players talking to each other and you can hear people having a chat when there's 10, 15 points in the difference after 45 minutes. And I know last year, Meade probably had a third quarter where I got very excited, Patty, sitting beside you in the stadium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, Do you, do you know? I imagine like we were there for Kildare, Dublin, and Newbridge. And I know Dublin were on the wrong side of it. Dublin had a couple of goal chances that day. Whatever about the results, the atmosphere was ferocious. Yeah, no, it is. Was rocking. It was rocking.
0: They could they put them in Port or Tullamore? Tullamore, maybe, and get what is 20,000? Would you get 20,000? Yeah, you would though. But that whole house, though. You're right. I'm like Jimmy, you're talking about one of, like, say, one of your best games down in Limerick in the Gaelic grounds. Full house Packed the rafters You look at the hurl In there Limerick Waterford Last weekend As well Saturday night Packed Gaelic grounds so It's just a class atmosphere You're not going to get that In Croke No
1: no. But know. the thing that makes Championship Is the atmosphere Like yeah. It's just a different Vibe around the place it, When you go into Cro Park It's half full It just zaps that You might as well be playing You might as well be playing There's actually a better Atmosphere in league games Like if you put 30,000 30, into Clarny The place is absolutely Electric Yeah So I just think you're missing a chance. I know players like playing in Crow Park, but yeah, I think of if course, they actually yeah. thought about it. It's way better to pack a stadium with thirty thousand than play Oh yeah,
2: definitely. It's, for, it's yeah. obviously the Lancer Council to make the decision. And there was a couple of people cribbing over the weekend that the price of tickets into the two Cusick Parks, so Kusick Park and Ennis was fifteen quid. And look at the value you got for that. Cusick Park and Westmead was 25 euro on the same night at the same time. In a, in a game that was pretty much over I think 25-30 minutes into I no longer for a bit of a comeback but it just didn't really make sense you know so the, it's the Leinster Council to make the call about where that game ends up going I just think it'd be great for the provincial towns you bring it to Tullamore you bring it down to Nolan Park yeah. you're getting the dubs and the Mead fans all travelling down it's a day out Pfft, I just think it's a pity I think it's, a, I think it's a, an opportunity we're not even on
0: telly or anything
2: are they? no that no. just shows you how far, how far the Leinster Championship has fallen yeah. and we know it they're not know. on telly no, no. what? yeah
1: Oh my God. That's cat. But yeah. it's just, it's where the provincials have fallen to. But the provincials are, they're rubbish. Like, it was like, <laughs> Munster Championship, fair enough. That was a great game between Limerick and Clare. Like, but they could do, they could do so much, something so much better. Like, yeah, like but, but Limerick and Clare are going to play in the league next year and you could have the same thing, you know? Yeah. The only thing is, what we have seen is, like, the way the Derry fell off in the league, it just proves. Kind of does league form matter at all? Like, do you know once you get once you get your mentality right for a championship match, there's some yeah. difference. There's just some difference in the league and championship. It in is do it, or do it. It,
0: You put a lot of put a lot of a lot of stock in how teams perform in the league. And you look at Galway, absolutely obliterated Derry in that yeah. game. And, and if Derry, they played Derry, no, Derry don't get promoted. Armagh are like everyone's second team through mm. <laughs> the league. They of played, they're playing, they're flying. It. And then they have a terrible championship outing. And Derry yesterday come out and give arguably the performance of the season to date. So you can't read too much into it. Um, yes. It's decent for a guy, a, a guideline, I suppose. But, um, no, it's a, it's a tricky one to call. And as you've seen with our predictions. Oh, our predictions were too bad. We <laughs> have we on. managed to get even one right in the last two weeks? Yeah,
2: we did. Don't worry. I'll bring through your scores. I backed the athlete. dubs to
0: beat Wexford, so that's one for me. You know.
2: Did you? All right, <laughs> You are listening to episode 15 of the Football Pod with Paddy Anders and James i on Tommy Rooney. It's brought to you every week by AIB, proud sponsors of the Senior Football Championship. Check out hashtag the toughest for more. We're going to be back right after this. We're going to break down this weekend's games. We're going to preview the three games that are coming up this weekend and give the lads predictions. We're going to take a couple of questions from the Football Pod listeners and we're going to wrap it up with our fantasy Gaelic teams. Just going to put it out there that I got 150 points this week. We're back after this. You're very welcome back to episode 15 of the Football Pod. I've got Paddy Andrews with me. I've got James O'Donoghue with me. James, can I start with you? Please do. How impressed were you with Derry?
1: (laughs) (laughs) How impressed were you with Derry at the weekend? Oh, so impressed. So impressed. And do you remember we said a couple of weeks ago that those Ulster Championship matches, like, they're kind of so, there's so much emotional energy and so much kind of championship feel to those games. It is a case of whoever comes out of those blocks, the fastest, the strongest, and the best. And Derry were able to bring themselves up to that level, but Tyrone could not get there. They just couldn't Mm -hmm. get there. And Derry just blew them away. And I must say, I was so impressed with their physicality, their fitness, their shooting. Like, they got up the field, their half-back line was kicking points. Mm -hmm. They weren't rushing anything. They were taking it nice and easy, but they were punching holes. And one thing I saw that I thought was very interesting was the way they brought the ball out of defense. They didn't do it like a lot of teams fall into a trap of bringing it out very slowly and kind of lethargic. And next thing, there's a block back and your hand passing around. Rodgers, a couple of times when they handed it to him, he just took off on a beeline sprint as fast as he could. And that actually promoted runners off him. And they were on yeah. the attack and they just punched holes in the, in the Tyrone half-back line. And for some reason, the, their half-back line was wide open. They didn't seem to play a holding six. Um, so that was the main thing. I thought that the way they transitioned the ball from the goalie or the full-back line all the way up was so fast and it just created a lot of scores from uh, easy scores. That's, that's interesting
2: because Garrett McKinless, Ethan Doherty, yeah. Connor Doherty, they were punching holes, as you say, from deep. Yeah. Tyrone made a couple of calls late on. They didn't start Michael O'Neill, who started all of their big championship games. They also didn't start Darek Canavan. Um, yeah. yeah, very so, strange. Do you know? And and they brought both of them on at half time. So I don't know whether that's Logan and Dewar saying we got this wrong, or we got We got to make a change here because they obviously they were down to fourteen men as well. But the game was the, done at half time. By that stage, the game was done, and you could yeah. see Gallagher at half time <laughs> <laughs> roaring his boys. And I know he's so animated on the sideline. Um. Yeah, it was just it was so impressive. Like for Derry, James, just a stick on what they did. Right at the start of that game, I think I tweeted, "I'm expecting this game to explode." And straight away there was uh, a couple of people onto me saying, "Are you sure?" Because immediately Derry had 15 behind the ball, but that is probably what we were expecting from Derry that they'd snare yeah. car- snare Tyrone in and and breach from there. Going forward, then, like
1: did they show enough to you that they could do damage to other teams in Ulster? Yeah, definitely. Because I don't think they're going to concede that much. I don't think that they're going to have to kick 21, 22 every week. I think they'll only have to kick 15, probably. And if they can get, if they can just get that goal, it'll give them a great chance in every match. Like a goal would be so, such a big score for Derry if they can keep it tight at the back. But uh, no, I, I see no problem with their attack. Um. You know they were swinging them over from everywhere in fairness. I thought I think that there'll be a match for anyone. The one game I actually would love to see now is Derry and Kerry. I just think it's such <laughs> a different. They're so different that it could be it could be a test, a real test for both sides.
0: Are you putting them in them in? You're putting them in the mix, Jimmy. No, but day? I mean,
1: like the chances are, now that there is a good chance of of them getting quite fairly, even if they're knocked out. now they won't be yeah. in the provisional qualifier then will they they'll be in the next no, round of the qualifiers if they, if they make the semi-finals yeah they'll uh, like there's they, definitely another scalping in them like yeah no
2: they'll, they be are, they'll
0: be handful will be handful for anyone yeah. if they make the
2: provincial final they're into round 2 of the qualifiers where they'll miss you know there'll, there'll be some tasty matchups in round 1 if they lose in the semi-finals they'll be playing on the weekend of June 4th and 5th. And there you can have repeat pairings, so you can't see Tyrone Derry again. The
0: tough side from though, Tommy is they play Monaghan next. So like it's a tough championship, but they're on the, the more difficult side of the draw. Um, but you're right that the the key thing, and we kind of the week before Galway kind of outwitted Mayo the, the defensive structure that Galway kind of did things that we didn't really associate with Galway in the past. They were really sound defensively, really good structure. But they probably sacrificed a little bit of their attack. Their, like say, Shaden Walsh uh, kicked some phenomenal frees in the second half, but didn't really have a massive impact from play. Uh, Comer was brilliant, but probably more in a transition style than, than out and out attack. And that's trying to find that balance for teams is the most difficult thing for coaches to do. That if we, if we set up really strong defensively, how do we make sure that our attack still functions at a level that, that's needed? Uh, and the key thing is getting bodies up the pitch that if mm-hmm. you are bringing people back it's a lot of hard work it's a lot of organization and you need unbelievable engines from your forwards and you need smart you need a really really smart game plan and that was the most impressive thing with their, That yes they, they got bodies back and they completely shut down Tyrone. they have I think the, the major plus is they have out and out man markers as well in Rogers and mccake McKay and as well have having,
1: big as a well,
0: as well as having their offensive structure they've got guys that We'll go toe-to-toe with anyone. But it was, you're right, James. It was their attack as well. That they still, okay, we got lots of bodies back. We were really structured, but we broke at serious pace. We were kicking some brilliant scores. Yeah. Uh, McGuigan was kind of maybe a little bit quiet in the first half with Hampsey, but kind of grew into the game. You could see near the conference he took from the penalty. Um, Doherty, Connor Glass, McKinless was phenomenal at centre-back. And it was just it was not far off being perfect in defence, but it was brilliant in attack as mm-hmm. well. Yeah. And for, for a team to have that balance between the two is really, really impressive. Um, and it's the confidence they'll get from that. Yeah. Yes, Tyrone were really, really poor. I mean, we'll, we'll touch on that, I'm sure. But that puts Derry, like you say, we're talking about them now Was in, these guys are serious, serious contenders. It's a tough game for them against Monaghan the next day. Yeah, uh, they'll need another big performance to get over that because Monaghan are ticking along very nicely under Banty as well. But it was a, it was a top class performance, and, and all their big players really really stood out, dominated Tyrone all over the pitch.
2: Yeah, and I think you know what what you saw immediately in that game was Nile Lachlan was nailing his freeze. McGuigan grows into the game, yeah. Benny Herring kicked two from play, Connor Doherty from wing back kicked two from play, McKinless kicked a brilliant score from play. Um, and, and that's the thing, the goal, James, you mentioned the goal for Derry. It's been a big issue for theirs. That's their first ultra-championship win in, I think, one in the last 10 years. So this could, be a, yeah. this could be a breakthrough moment for them. They have a lot of young players yeah. on that panel, on the bench. They lost Kieran McFall, one of their stars, a couple of weeks ago. There's been rumours that he may be on his way out to Boston. I don't, that, that hasn't happened yet, so I don't know whether that's the case. There was also rumours in the week that McKinless could be going. Like, if they had lost Ooh. McKinless... Huh? No, no, before the game. There was rumours in the build-up that McKinless could be on his, on his way out. I was speaking to a Derry journalist last night on one of our phone and shows and off the ball, and he, he mentioned there was you know, worries about McKinless. If they lost McKinless, they were in bother. That fella did everything. W- winning breaks, winning frees. It was the, it, uh, the ultimate Lockdowns. performance. Lockdowns. Yeah. Lockdowns, everything. Even like He was even hateful enough to Kennedy in an Ulster Championship game. Brian Kennedy, an All-Ireland winner, a fella who's been a rock for Tyrone, decided to draw kicking him. Paddy, <laughs> was
0: it harsh? I, 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 I off? thought it was a little bit harsh. Like you're giving a referee an excuse, so you like Fergal Logan and Brian Dewar would be in their rights to have a serious cut off Kennedy, but Kennedy is like, it's so innocuous. Like he kicks though, he kicks out. Yeah, it, it's it's a flick it's no penalty it, like, for it. Like it's just needless, isn't it? It's yeah. only so, it, it's that shows the frustration that thrown down. Conor McKenna as well, exact same thing, towards the end of the game. When you're frustrated, your the momentum is going against you, you. Do something like that. That's how this happens. And it's what was an uphill task for them anyway was was pretty much impossible after that. Really, they'd be so disappointed, but it was more like David Beckham, Simeone, a little flick of the leg. Yeah. It was harsh, but I can see.
2: I don't know. That's it, that's that's eight Toronto red cards in nine games. Yeah, yeah. It was definitely and, and none, none, none of it. None of it has been overly nothing overly dirty. Like no bad tackles or anything like that. It's just been stupid That was that was my point on it.
1: If he'd punched him, he'd he'd at least felt a bit better going off. Like, <laughs> he just threw a, a, a tiny little kick of the leg. But it's, it's, it's a red light like, So
0: it's just it's just a payload anyway. Like it off.
1: <laughs> he definitely can't get off now after all the press are getting. Or maybe <laughs> that's maybe McKinley, that's the problem. There's no like it was no coincidence it was McKinley stuck in there because he is he's a fellow you want on your side. Mm. He's is stalking absolutely everything. If there's ever a bit of trouble on the field. He's there. He's <laughs> stuck in it. He's on the dirty ball. As you said, he's winning breaks, kickouts, kicking points. I thought he was absolutely outstanding. He he's Please. a fella you want in your corner. Yeah. And
2: you would have Conor Doherty in your defence for your fancy Gaelic teams.
1: I didn't. No. I had a few Tyrone lads, unfortunately. Jesus. I did as well, yeah. Oh, God. I ran out of transfers.
2: So before we come back to Tyrone um, and I suppose... <laughs> The, for want of a better phrase it's been like watching a, a slow car crash this year Do you know oh. it, they've been it's just been kind of breaking in front of us the, mm. their season in ways and now Tyrone I wouldn't put a pass Tyrone to bounce back immediately and have a super oh. run through the qualifiers it could be the making of them but it just felt like they combusted on the pitch we'll come back to that Monaghan's full forward line against Down McCarron 7 points Gary Mohan on his da- championship debut 3 points Conor McManus 4 points are Derry going to be able to tie those boys up the way they tied up the Toronto attack?
0: It might be fair off. You can see McKay taking McManus uh, and it'll be a serious battle. He's, he gives nothing easy. And then McCurry did get a couple of beautiful scores yesterday.
1: He did. You worked hard for him though. In fairness, he, like, that exactly. score he got off the left was outrageous. Mm. Yeah. So
0: there's nothing easy. So you're looking at a matchup there straight away. But it's like, it's the structure that Derry will have. Like it will be it will be very difficult for that Monaghan forward line to get a lot of possessions. That's, they're, they're so well-organised. Like I said, they have guys that will do man-to-man as well. It's, I think it's going to be a great game. I think, they're I think- both teams are really in form. Uh, Monaghan have a brilliant record over the last number of years of just getting the absolute most out of their playing pool. McCarron is... Finally, all his injuries and stuff are behind him, and you can just see he's a confidence about him. And McManus is McManus, so I think it's going to be a brilliant game. Um, and as good as Derry were, like, who, who's favourites for that game? Monica we don't, hey, we don't, we don't have to make a call Cleveland. until next week. Don't
2: worry, yeah, we, it's, it's we, we'll let, weeks, let, let, yeah, let it build up. Yeah, but that game is in the athletics Grounds, in the Athletics yeah, yeah, We talk yeah. about provincial atmospheres and being able oh, to generate oh, a side, like, for that. and like the sidelines are going to be tight. You're going to be able to hear Gallagher and Banty the whole way through the game. That is going to be crackers. So let's talk to uh, just a little bit more. I want to linger on this a bit more. Have you ever been in a team where it felt like things weren't clicking and that frustration started coming out of lads where, you know, it's uncharacteristic?
1: It is. Uh, I don't think I've ever been in that situation, but we definitely would have kind of warned against it. Like, the right cards, they're not a great sign. Like, especially the nature of the right cards. Like, for the second one, you know, when he threw the ball already on the yellow off his head, <laughs> it was just like absolutely no need for it. And it was kind of a, a get-me-out-of-here kind of a, a cry, which is, it's 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 not a good sign, I don't think, for Tyrone. But I was listening to the, to the interviews after the game, and doher was saying all the right things in fairness, but he was saying that this is probably the kick up the arse they need. And if they can somehow pull it together again, it would be an unbelievable achievement. Do you know? So they have that, but it's so hard to see how they, can, how, how they can raise a gallop against anyone when their mentality is so off.
0: Jimmy, they've had a few kick up the holes this year. True. Do you know what I mean? It's not like this. This is, you could see this coming. True. They're really their inconsistency in the league. they some really bad. Like I remember Dublin. Dublin when Dublin were struggling, went up and blew them away. And you're going, what? What is going on with their own? Um And it's it, the the red cards they're getting. You're right. They're all innocuous things. It's just kind of ill-discipline. It's not like you've gone in and it's just a, a freak. There's a, a rail or a ball. It's it's red cards from just. Frustration. You can see it boiling over because the players themselves know there's more that they're not playing well. Things aren't clicking. Teams are getting at them. This is nearly what was a big strength of Toronto, that they used to do this to teams. (laughs) They used to take frustrated teams and take them out of their comfort zone. Um, And it's happening to Toronto now. And it's happened pretty much throughout the whole campaign. And and yesterday was just, it came to a head. It was like a perfect storm. They were way off the pace. Their key players didn't play well and probably haven't been playing that well for them. And then the, the McKenna thing is just like, you're right. It, it just looked, it was nearly laughable. It was like something you'd see in an under 12s match. Yeah, And he's just, he knows he's so much better than that and just losing the head. And it's a tough atmosphere to be in. And they, they do need a massive, they need to swing something. They need something to come out and, and turn it around. Or it could be a really, really bad campaign for them. They're up against it. They're hoping for a reasonable draw in a couple of weeks' time to get them back on the horse. But if they got a mayor or someone like that, that could be it for them.
1: I'd love to be inside in their meetings or their next meeting. It has to be so honest. So truths like, yeah. Yeah. You have to start hurting fellas' feelings there fairly quickly. (laughs) You know, he has to start poking the bear, like he has to get a reaction out of him. So it's going to be it's going to be a horrible place to be really for the players especially when they're underperforming so badly. I mean he took off McShane at halftime. Yeah. McGeary was taken off. The two boys were sent off. It's just...
0: Oh. They're, they're, they're key players. They're big yeah. like
1: match winners for Toronto last year and they just have not got to the levels anywhere near the levels that they're at last year. So strange that he didn't start Canavan. Like it must have been a physicality thing that he said right I'll bring this fella on when maybe the game's in the melting pot and it's opened up a bit and maybe there's a few tired legs. Because he's the he type of player, Jim.
0: He's the type of player that would suit playing against that type of defense. But there's lots of bodies back. You need that kind of loose forward kind of yeah. move and poke and hold. Like, it was just a surprise and one. McShane, we, we've touched on it, just has not been able to get near the levels that, that he's been at. And there, there he just snuffed him out completely. You know, it, it's it's hard to play against if you're on the full forward line and you're playing against a setup like that. It is difficult to get on the ball. It's difficult to create space. That's why the, the Canavan thing just he's nearly the perfect forward you would want to play yeah. against that defense. So there might be a knock or something. Like, we don't know, um, but it was just it was a, one of a number of issues that Teron had across the board. And you're right. Well, what where did it go this week? They'll know themselves. The players will know themselves that that was not an acceptable performance. But I don't
1: know. Yeah, I don't think it matters what they do training-wise. It just has to come out. It has to come out verbally what's gone wrong in that group, because well, Lance, they, they, is
2: it? Is it like? Is it as simple as this? Thirteen of the players started against Donegal last year in the Ulster semi-final. Paddy, you remember talking about the impact Tyrone got from the bench that day? Yeah, the ferocious. Impact that Tyrone McCann brought when he came on. Yeah. Connor McKenna came on with a point to prove. Connor McShane came on for the point to prove. Those three boys added five points between them off the bench last year. Mm-hmm. Michael Murphy had been sent off, so the roles have been possibly reversed That's a little I
0: mean. bit. Tyrone renowned for doing this to other teams,
2: yeah, and it's happening to them now. So I, I wonder, like Maddie Johnny was obviously missing through injury. Peter Hart came back. About. Uh, have we already seen yeah, the seven, yeah. the impact of the seven departures in the panel? Have we already seen the knock-on impact? That's had? We saw it with Dublin last year when so many players leave a panel at the same time. It was remarkable how Mayo could turn it around in 2020 when they had such a, such a huge amount of Mass departures. Exodus. Mass exodus. So, like, it doesn't just catch a team. Like when you just, that little bit of drop in A versus B games or, you know, not Definitely. looking over your shoulder for fellas on the bench coming off, you know? Oh, no, yeah. Well, no, no,
1: so how many have they lost? They've lost eight, isn't it? The seven, I think. Seven. So, say if there's 32 in training, there's not 39 inter county players in a county. So, you might have 25 of the standard. Mm. So, especially physicality wise, like you're not going to have people who have that block of work done. Exactly. So, the quality in training must have dropped. But just on the, on the forward line that we were talking about there for, for uh, Canavan, mm. like one thing that struck me is sometimes when you're playing against that mass defense or a, a very good defense, you don't touch the ball very often. And yep. then when you do, it's like you're not as, you, you feel like you're not as sharp. Do you know, it's, it's a very tough place to be sometimes. You have to be so strong mentally to be able to be out of the game and still impact it when you only have those few possessions. And that'd be interesting to see the Monaghan boys, like they're flying, they're touching the ball 20 times for mm-hmm. full forward line mm-hmm. at the moment. That, Which was is, poor, that was a poor game, Logan. I know yeah, Dan got the two goals exactly. to keep it, keep it alive, but that was... They out again, were
0: they? They are spotted out on the beer, were
1: they? <laughs> very very bald, Paddy. They were. They? were. <laughs> <laughs> they're coming to Castlebar on the second as well on the sesh. They're more than welcome. They're more than Yeah, Dan football if just seems... See Dan isn't it. Yeah. It'd be interesting to see how McCarron gets on. Like, yes. he was well able to throw over a point after going quiet for 10 or 12 minutes, same with McManus, they might be the type of players that could cause Derry maybe some problems, as you so, said.
0: They've been, they, McManus. We've touched on it last year um, after their, their great win against Ulster semi-final. McManus have been dealing with these type of defences for yeah. the best part of a decade, and he's always pulled it out of the bag. He's the type of guy, he's a shooter. like, like mm. Chris McCaig will be all over him,
1: All yeah. over So but- McKinless. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: So who takes who takes Gary Moen because he throws the spanner in the works. The big Rodgers, man with the mullet.
1: Rodgers, I suppose. Yeah. And
2: well, who takes McCarron? So you don't think either of them are taking McCarron? So you're leaving Jack McCarron has been shooting the lights out. Um, McCloskey. who's either Derry corner back? Yeah. So yeah. You I see, they know. have
1: protection back there.
2: They have be protection be back there. Yeah, they do. They do. It'll be yeah, a good game, enough. but I wouldn't be. Yeah, can't wait for it. would
0: to be, be delighted they were going in. Yeah, Everyone's going to be like exactly what we're doing here. We're talking up there. Ah,
2: they're was, licking their lips. It was on, a statement performance. Yeah. But
0: that Monaghan team is experienced. They've Absolutely. been around the block. Banty's been around. Banty and Rory on the sideline will be, uh, bring your earmuffs for that one.
2: Yeah. too glad
0: to be going at it. Will it be a, it'll be a class game? And two of the form teams uh, in the country at the minute, you'd have to say. So. But Toronto, they need... They need something. Is It's their fourth or fifth kick in the hole they've got this year. They need to pull something out of the bag. Because... They need
2: to draw Armagh in the qualifiers. That's what they need. And that might waken them up. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. We might move on from Ulster, lads, because we'll, we'll talk a wee bit about Donegal and Cavan a little later when we're doing our predictions. Like last week, we lamented the quality of shooting that was on show across the board. Mm. This week, you know, McCarron put on an ex- exhibition. We talked about the the full forward line there. They pulled out, was it 13, 14 points from between the three of them. All six of Kildare's forwards scored. Yeah. Um cribbin was the last one to add a point. Highland kicked four. Flynn kicked three. McCormick kicked four. cribbin kicked three. Uh, Kevin Feely added a goal from a penalty, I think, as well. So, you know, Kildare took up a big score. Derek Curran got one three off the bench. Paddy Wooggett got two points off the bench. So, Kildare were motoring nicely against a, loud, against a loud team who, yeah. you know, we, like we knew that there was limitations there, that they've come from Division Three and that they're on the rise, but, you know, we fully all expected last week the Kildare plan a performance, but they're like, Were
1: you allowed to
2: win the the Leinster? No, I was. I, you I did. I, know I,
0: did. <laughs> <laughs> I just you wanted do. to get
2: a dig in about twenty ten. That was it. <laughs> I said they're in the best place in twenty ten. But uh, yeah, Kildare shot the lights at, and Roscommon put up twenty three points. Albeit Sligo lost their cornerback to red card. I think three minutes. Rossies can guess. shoot. We know that. Yeah, Rossies yeah.
0: have shooters like so. Yeah, yeah. but no, I, I thought on, on the Kildare piece. I expected them to beat loud, but I didn't expect it to be as straightforward as that. Like, mm-hmm. To be fair, the job Mickey Hart has done in Loud over the last two years has been phenomenal. Mm-hmm. They're into Division 2 next. They're in the same division now uh, for, for next season. But for Kildare to just steamroll them straight out of the blocks. Two, serious shooting, 222. Um, they play Westmead now in a couple of weeks' time. They were probably, remember we were at that game last year, the semifinal final. Westmead were kicking themselves with a couple of massive goal chances, and they took the wrong options. And Kildare managed to scrape through, um, but I would expect Kildare to come through that pretty convincingly, based yeah. on what we've seen, uh, particularly uh, over the weekend. I thought that was a really impressive performance across the board from Kildare. So
1: they're motoring along very, very nicely. Kildare okay, so, are better now, aren't they, than last year? Do you know, yeah, they found they the groove up front. They have a strong full forward line. Um, they'll kick with a lot of points. They you know. played they will kick a lot of scores.
2: They they seem to play within themselves in that Lancer final against Dublin, Paddy, There seemed to be a little so bit of bad. fear it's there, a maybe. Game. Yeah. It was poor. There was a bit of fear. They played quite defensively. Um, you know, it it was it was poor. Daniel Flyn pulled out a moment or two of magic, but he was quiet that day. I don't think he was fully fit. They are coming coming into this Lancer semi-final against Westmead in a good place.
0: But but it comes down to we were there in Newbridge a couple of months ago. That's mm-hmm. why that win okay, on the face, it was a league win in, in early February, but the mentality of, of, of actually beating Dublin. You got the sense last year in that Leinster final that it was like they were happy to not get a hype. Mm-hmm. That's that's what it looked like. It was a terrible game. We were at it. Just, it didn't do any favours for Dublin, obviously. Later on, when they went down and lost the Mayo in a semi-final for Buffalo there, there's definitely, they've gone up a level, I feel. That's, Playing in Division 1 has brought them along. The coaching team they brought in, there's an energy and atmosphere around. And that's why that win over Dublin, it's given them nearly a confidence boost going into it. Their win against Laodier overnight, nice. like I said, we expect them to win, but it's the manner in which they did it. They'll mm. be going in full of confidence against Westmead. And they're, they are talking about a Leinster Championship. That's their target now. Whereas before the last number of years we said it, it's been Dublin steamrolling everyone. Kildare have a belief now that, they, that they're going to be right in the mix. So it'll be interesting. I expect them to come true against Westmead and I, I expect Dublin to come true against Mead. So I think that would be a brilliant final if we got there. Uh, Dublin and Kildare, but it's going to be interesting over the next couple of weeks.
2: To look at the dubs, the team was announced on Friday, Saturday, and I put it out there that's, that's 13 of a a Dublin starting 15 a couple people came back and said no it's only 10 we're missing a couple of others and they wouldn't start Bugler and they wouldn't start this fella now James yeah. McCarthy didn't start Johnny yeah. Cooper started in place for him Dublin subs off the bench Aaron Byrne James McCarthy, Sean McMahon Lorcan O'Dell Niall Scully sounds a bit more like it from the Dubs perspective yeah. Paddy Small was back on the bench this week um, as well Ryan Bascell is on the bench Ross McGarry is on the bench Keen Murphy and Emmett O'Kanila alongside Michael Shield. Evan Cumford is still out with an injury but we saw the return of the King. <laughs> Conor Callaghan was back in the square. He scored 1-6. He probably could have had 3-5. James, uh, before I come to patty on it, it didn't look like he'd been away.
1: No, I ain't going to have to eat my words there because remember I said that it takes a couple of games to get sharp. He, he did. Looked, he did say that. He looks so sharp. Do you know what? When The moment I was like, no, nah, he, he's fine, was when... Uh, He got, he had the goal chance to hit the crossbar. But do you remember that cut, he just planted on the right foot and took your man on the inside for the goal chance. Like most forwards there would have maybe chipped it over, maybe not had enough power to do that sidestep. They might've taken the contact from the defender, but he just planted and drove across the defender to create about 10 yards of space out of nothing, out of one step. Uh, it was just so creative. It was just class. And the way he goes for the goal, goes for the jugular all the time. Always. He's just a joy. He is a joy to watch. And it gave them a focal point. Now, to be fair, I wouldn't read into that game for anything. Like, <laughs> it was Division 1 against Division 4. I've never seen such a difference. But, like, the best thing about it was to get Khan back, get minutes into him. I'm surprised he left him on for 70. I was thinking after 50, they'd whip him and wrap him in cotton wool. But it was good it, to get 70. He must him. have been tipping away for the last couple of weeks. Paddy, how can,
2: like, is he just a freak? Like physically? Like how could he be he's an looking that well?
0: He's an animal. Moving that well. He's, he's an absolute beast. Like, he's, he's a brilliant player, but his mentality and his, his physique as well elevate him to Like I think he's, he's up there with Clifford for me as, as one of the best forwards in the country. He's developed himself physically over the last four or five years. Like he came in as a, as a kid, Jim brought him in and he could see there's, there's phenomenal talent there, but he's built himself up where he can take on anyone and his mentality as well. You're right. Like, Jimmy, you'd love him because he would have a allergic reaction to fisting the ball over the bar. Like, that's mm-hmm. last was he is going for goal, head down, straight at the black spot. Um, and he has the technical ability to do it and the physique to allow him to do it as well. And, He's he's massive. He is just a massive, massive player for Dublin. Dublin supporters were crying out for him to come back and hoping that they might see him towards the end of the national league. They've took their time with him. He looks in perfect condition, and he's when he's playing like that. And Fenton and I, I said this a couple of weeks ago. Dublin need Fenton back playing, being the Brian Fenton we know. He needs to bring that form into the championship. And if those two guys alone are playing at their peak. That puts Dublin right into the mix. Yes, yes. it was Wexford, total mismatch, but there were certain things that Dublin would have wanted to get from that game. And, and Fento back-kicking scores, right foot, left foot, which he just wasn't doing in the National League. That was a massive plus. And then, obviously, Conor Callahan back can, um, to come true and like he's never been away.
2: Can I but, ask you about Con for a second and we stick on that? Because you're right about the opposition and... and Everyone knew going into it. Like Wexford had been in this position before against Dublin and they, they made a great crack of it in the first half. And for about 15 minutes, they, they kept the scoreline very tight and very low, but they just couldn't get scores on the board themselves. For Conor Callahan, did someone ever pull him aside and say, just go for goal? Like, th- did that conversation ever happen? Because, like, in 17, it obviously sticks out. First minute against Mayo. Yeah. First minute or five minutes in against Tyrone, he gets it and he goes for goal. Like, there, and they weren't goal chances like he made those goal chances. He got the ball 40 yards out. Is it a an inability to be able to kick points from that far out? that you just can't do it? <laughs> yeah, or did someone as well? Like, or did someone tell him, like, just go for it?
0: No, it, it's funny because he, he plays hurling the same way as well. Like. <laughs> He's playing him full forward for Kula with an all-herling club titles, and it's the same. Gets the ball and just gets the slitter and just takes the man on. It's like every forward would like to do that. Like, if you're a coach, you want your forwards to be direct, to take their men on, but they mightn't have the, the pace. They mightn't have the physique to allow them to do it. He has all of that as well. He is an animal. He is so strong, so, so strong, so powerful. And like, he has that. That allows him to have that mentality, really. And it's he's, for me, he's, he's the perfect forward. That And if he's held up and if someone, he has to take his point, he's well able to do that as well. But it's just his mentality. He's always had it. He is, go for the juggler. And what he does, he frees up Costello and Dean Rock and guys around him because he just takes, he's a focal point, as Jimmy yeah. was saying there. Defend, the opposition need to have a plan for how to deal with Conor Canahan. And that immediately leaves a little bit more space for other forwards to shine as well. And it's what Dublin needed. Through the National League, we said it. We watched a lot of their games. It was... Ponderous in attack, it was slow transitions and I was like, that is not Dublin, that's not Dublin at their best. With Khan there, he allows them to be really direct. And exactly what you said, James, about, uh, about the Derry defenders coming out at pace, that nearly gets all, it forces the, your teammates to get up to that pace. It's like, geez, if McKinless is sprinting out the pitch or, or Brendan Rodgers is sprinting out the pitch, the wing backs then go, well, I need to get off his shoulder. It creates a, a pace to the play and Cal brings that to the Dublin attack. He gets the ball and he's direct. The other Dublin forwards are like, I need to get off his shoulder here. This guy, yeah. we need to be, something's happening here. It's like a spark. Um, and that's the, it's a key thing. Dublin having him back is that's transformative yeah. to, to where they're going to go this season. So fingers crossed, the injuries are clear. Paddy Small, I think, is another important guy to have back. James McCarthy, obviously we've seen him towards the end and actually getting these guys back up to speed. Dublin probably might have 18 or 19 players that they can really rely on. They need to keep those guys injury-free. It's not like years gone by where two or three lads are injured. It doesn't matter. Just bring in the next lot. Dublin's depth is well covered That it's probably not as strong as it had been in the past. But if they've those their 17 or 18 guys fit and
2: ready to rock, they are right in the mix. Last week you spoke about and, and rightfully so the two of you spoke about at times no one went to mind your body and you might say in some of the gym sessions to Cullen that oh I, I'll leave this one out was Khan just hungry for weights because there was a transformation at one stage I think it's 18 he shaves the head the biceps are bigger <laughs> but it's clearly just not the beach weights he's doing like he, his whole physique he became a man I think in 18 or 19 where he just kind of exploded in terms of physicality that can be a yeah. tough balance to get James you spoke before about doing the savage amount meant work on your shoulders you needed to do it I don't know if you felt then that that curtailed you in any, in any way when you, were, you put on a bit of muscle
1: and a bit of size up top. No, but I suppose like Khan is probably, he was coming at the weights from probably a good base level without an injury. So he probably had a look at and said, how can I improve myself here? He wasn't coming at it from an injury that he had mm. to get better. He was coming at it from already probably a, one being, being a top forward. And he goes, how do I take myself to a different level here? And that was his route. And in, it was it was the Limerick manager actually was talking um, about how the Limerick boys have developed and just yeah how, you're
0: saying it, chef.
1: yeah it just took them a couple of years. They said if we're going to get to the next level, we have to go at it physically in the gym, and it it's brought them on and I can like has transformed himself. But the way the way that we said that he goes for goals, that's so hard to defend because. It changes the way you actually have to defend because say if the ball is kicked into him and you know that this fella is a point merchant, he's going to kick a point, yes. then you can actually contest the ball more. Because even if he catches it and you're very close to him, you know that he's not going to go for the goal. He's going to take the point. Worst case scenario. But if you're a American fella who's going to go for the goal, you have to kind of leave him win it and give yourself a yard back. So you kind of have a head start if he does take you on. You know, so it's a psychological thing for a defender that if you know that my man is going to go for goal, I have to defend slightly differently here. Yeah. 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 That's no, it's very true. It's interesting. Uh, and you're right,
2: Patty. I think every manager would love their forwards to be able to do it the way that Khan does it, you know.
0: It'd be great, but not
2: yeah. every team has <laughs> a con o call. So it's
0: that's it's the, me. the positive out of out of everything from the weekend, that's like say that the it was a mismatch of a game, but couple of things Dublin would have liked to have got out of it, they got out of it. So they move on, face me in two weeks' time. Yeah, it's another yeah. a massive step up from we've seen in Wexford Park, but it was a positive weekend for Dublin after kind of a challenging
2: end to the to National League, obviously. We, um, we mentioned the penalty shooter in Ennis a little earlier. I did want to ask you that if, pick a team, whatever year it is, in All-Ireland final, if it went to penalty shootout, who are the five players you'd pick or you'd like to be there? Would you put your hand up yourself? All Ireland final against Mayo Paddy 2017 2016 goes to a penalty shootout. Oh, jeez. Who would you like to see taking penalties? From, from, from our Dublin team? Yeah. 2017. The game, the game Connolly, that he won by a point Connolly, Mannion,
0: Dean Rock, Costello,
2: and Cluxton. I hate. That'd be my five. I'd say. I was wondering, would you pick Coxon?
1: Yeah. Why? Your head, like, like it, and he's fresh. Around... What? The goalie's fresh. Yeah. It... That actually does make a difference. I wouldn't
0: have fancied one myself. You, you, no? you know my penalty record. What is it? Zero yeah. from one. Have you not seen? <laughs>
2: have you not seen the David Clark one in the league?
0: Uh, no, right, no, no, no. Take him again. Three have ran on and dragged me off the pitch and said. So. Uh, but no, I would be happy
2: enough with those lads now. And do you think each of those would have put their hands up right away and said,
1: I'm taking it?
0: Yeah, yeah. So, uh, Manion scored one in the 18th final against Toronto. Savage
1: one, yeah. yeah against top
0: corner. Connolly obviously scored in 16. Against Mayo, yeah. Uh, David Clark in the corner. Brilliant penalty. Klucko's just nailed, obviously, the, the famous free in 2011. He did with that. And Dino and Costler are free takers, so. Yeah.
2: yeah. yeah. The, the only Kerry man I've seen Scoring a penalty in a in a shootout that matters in championship was Kieran Donahue for Stacks. I think two oh, years yeah. ago Oop, I was on TV. He Oop, took Oop, it Oop. very well,
1: and he got yeah,
2: yeah. To be fair,
1: yeah. So and he uh, put himself down for number five. Like
0: he did, did he uh, John. Very job away in celebration. <laughs> <laughs> Dave,
2: to pick a team, pick a year, maybe fourteen, and tell me who's your five penalty takers. Uh, well, what, it's interesting what position, you said about
1: putting the hand up and what it's position you're putting that. yourself in. Fifth for the glory, obviously. No, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. If if you if you don't want it, like then it's not a nice situation to be in. Like you have to just put the hand up and really want to take it because I I can't imagine I've never been in a shootout, but like even that when it all is gonna rely on that and you have a doubt in your head, you're mm. missing like you will miss. So I do think it has to be rehearsed and it has to be someone who wants to put the hand up. Like I wouldn't agree with the manager going one, two, three, four, five, because that could put the fear of God into some some fella and he'll miss it. Mm. But if I was to go, if I was to say from the Kerry team, say 19, if 19 went to penalties. Yeah. Yeah. Could have, if it, the rules are different. I'd have gone Shawnee Shea. David Clifford, Cliff, yeah, Gainey. Gainey's okay, missed one already, though. He's missed one, yeah. So you'd back him to go the same side again. I yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd go goalie as well. I'd go Shane Ryan. Okay. Yeah. It's it. Yeah. Okay. I. I it's. Who's your favorite? Yeah,
2: I'd sub on there. For well, James end. is on in sixty-four minutes, so he, he probably only got about twenty-five minutes anyway.
1: Yeah, so I'd, I'd I'd step up, all right, Jeff.
2: But are you are you putting yourself fifth? or Are you putting
1: Ryan up against Cluxton at fifth? Is Cluxton shooting fifth? I put him. Fi- no, I'd put I'd put your strongest at the start. So whoever is most confident, I go, and then. It might not even go to five. Limerick. Lads, we need
2: There'll be a penalty shootout in one of the big games this year.
1: they hardly the They hardly put it's it hard into the, the hill.
2: Semi-final. It's hardly into the hill lock. That's, that's a complete disadvantage for the opposition. It's a toss. It's a toss. I don't think, if, if
0: you're worried about that type of stuff, you're going to miss. Yeah. What end are shooting at? It's more, who are your best ball strikers? Who'll deal with the pressure of it? Mm. And who's prepared for it? Like, like, see, I got the sense, we don't know, Limerick looked like they had prepared for that shootout and Clare looked like they didn't
1: Clare OD's they, penalty it was like he was taking the point yeah it was like that. that's in fairness them, that's the difference that teams are going to have
0: to start practicing now because that could be like I think we'll see more of them I think we'll see another couple in this this summer like you're looking at how tight the games are going to be and even over the next couple of weeks Monaghan Barry for example I'd I, I'm excited to see it. I want to. I want to see it in a big game and a big game and Croker. I think it'd be class.
2: Oh it's a I couldn't make shake the feeling. The keeper as well. It felt weird, lads, being in the stadium. I couldn't shake it. It felt. It felt bizarre. It was like, how is it being decided by penalties? This is so <laughs> strange. I think I, I like when soccer games. It's don't better get than
0: replays, lads. Get rid of replays. Yeah. You
2: know, but what about what no. about um what about a shootout in the D? Is that not a bit more natural? I don't think forty fives work. You Know it's it's it, you, you pick three appointed players that have to take shots from the D, mm. so it's it's the same thing, like.
1: what about if remember they, the old MLS, uh, yeah, yeah. dribble up they from halfway the line, up and score a goal, go around the keeper, bring it that would in be good to do something. What about next score wins? Football, what about like, next goal Soccer thing, isn't it? The next score, we, no.
0: so it's it, 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 lads, Paddles is top class, we right, all loved them. yeah, horrendous if you're taking them, but like if you're watching it. <laughs> All the big soccer tournaments in the summer. It's class. Penos are
2: drama. Dublin, Mayo, All-Ireland Final. Imagine the Bulls for that. Line. Oh, Like It would Stop. be savage, right? James, you know when you said there, you have to want it. Did you yeah. ever have a situation, you obviously took quite a few penalties in your career, where you didn't fancy it on a particular day for a particular reason? No.
1: I think I, I was always prepared to take it. Okay. You know? okay. And sometimes it's, there's no one else. Do you know, like, there's, there's, there's never a queue to take the penalties do you know so there might only be one or two fellas who, who can take them or who want to take them do you ever have an argument like in soccer with a fella about a penalty no a De Kenio and Lampard situation <laughs> <laughs> uh, no I'd say nearly giving the ball to each other no you take it no you take it <laughs> but no that's, uh-huh. it's never come to that no. okay
2: okay okay alright we'll keep an you eye take, on the penalty shootouts do you take them I haven't taken a penalty since under 14s
1: did you, miss it? you score
2: it? I scored in an under-14 final in Navin, yeah. Legend. Into the corner. Haven't been allowed to take one since. That was when I had... My boxers were longer than my shorts back then. Nice. Uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> there was no skins. Um, down the middle is a sure thing in the penalty shootout. Ah, get it. out of it. Get, I'm GA me, I'm,
0: goalkeepers won't move. Most no, of them won't. No, keeper. If you look at the top... Donald Sullivan was standing waiting for one down the middle. Like,
1: yeah. yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah. And he pinged it in the top corner, yeah. Yeah, that's true. yeah he got cut out. But you, if you know the goalie, like most of the goalies are diving. Okay, so down the middle, I think is, is very safe. balls, you know. Yeah. I,
0: I don't think I, I think we'll see shootout. I don't think we'll see a penk. Oh, not a I think it'll be a few Pinnaker. years before we see one of them in the GA. You now, per, Perlo not did it in
2: before the, you walk. Perlo did it in the Euros against England, didn't he? He did a penk yeah, in the in the shootout. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Exactly. No, I think um, I think someone will someone will do it. nah chance. No chance. <laughs> it <laughs> it
0: won't be again. Double. I'd like to see it, but.
1: Yeah, well, I think. Can you imagine going into work on Monday after missing a penink and not earning a <laughs> <laughs> They I wouldn't think. be
0: going into work, Jimmy. They'd be no, at the no. airport, flying exactly. out Vegas.
2: <laughs> yeah, but listen, that was that was an unbelievable game uh, in Ennis. The pity about it was there was only two thousand nine hundred and eighty people at that game. Yeah, it wasn't available online couldn't stream it. I was just thinking I had 20, 30 tweets of people saying live stream the penalties and I just, I didn't want to get my Crow Park press pass revoked so I couldn't do it. I wasn't allowed to Um, and I just think it's such a shame that though that penalty shootout wasn't up on Twitter or YouTube or TikTok later that night. You can reach millions of people with a game between Clare and Limerick where you're only getting and like the conversation about 2,900 people being there and Ennis, there's plenty of people around Ennis or wherever around Clare that day. It's tough because you know, Football in hurling is stronger in different counties than it is in other counties. So, you know, that's, there was a, a huge crowd in, in Semple, I think, for Clare and Cork the next day for the Hurland. But just, I think we're missing a trick. And the next GA media rights deal, if we could look at what we learned from COVID and the games that were streamed and that were available to watch, it could just give us so much more. Just put the games out look, there. At, like,
0: the Dublin game was on telly, on Sky, and waste of time Matt, the man in the street knew what was going to happen in that game yeah. but okay Dublin Skyfield it might get more viewership there but Limber Clare was a brilliant game unbelievable game both teams had it won had it lost yeah. goes to penalties like what's a better spectacle to watch without a doubt that's the game so um, look it's, it's kind of like it's been that way for the last number of years these early rounds of the championship um, you do question why some of these games are being shown and other ones not. So
2: maybe just show more.
0: <clears throat> yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. There's probably not enough games on. I, even if you look this weekend, the games. Okay, we've got Kerry Cork on Saturday night, but there's not really any other big standout games. And Donny Garland, Cavan. Well, Donny Garland, Cavan
2: will be good. I put it. I'll um, put it on record now. Yeah. Yeah, so look at maybe maybe there's some sort of GATV or if you just look at the way the Premier League do it and NFL the way they market their own stuff. Yeah. Um, I just think that the GA could do so much more to make heroes out of fellas. That's the way I'll put it. Make heroes out of Division Three and Four and Division Two and Division One footballers who aren't on telly every week. Like we saw Jack McCarren score over his shoulder, and I think McWigan and McCurry did something similar the next day. And when you see that, all you want to do is go out and practice it. Yeah. When you see Conal Callan taking on his man, and you put those clips up. That's what people want to do in training and replicate it later in the week. So I just think that a lot more could be done from it. That Claire Limerick game, it was it was class to be at. Connor Lane found a minute. There was four minutes of injury time. Jamie Malone put Claire in front in the seventy-fourth minute on the buzzer.
1: I have no idea where he found the next sixty-five. But it's, a, it's at least, isn't it? Isn't that the wording? But there if was they no. They say was four no minutes. Li- it's at least four minutes. No one lying down. I just, oh, are,
0: Claire, are Claire frustrated with it? Was there was Colin Collins kind of challenging that? Or
2: no, I, I didn't hear anyone talking about it and giving no. out about the referee after the game, but and, m- and like it was a
0: free at the, at the end clock. as well. To be fair to Conor Lane, it was, it just, was, he a, but it was didn't but didn't he they, didn't he didn't like an unlucky it. tackle. But Claire will be kicking themselves as well, like they, they kicked a lot Coney of whites as well for yeah. goal. Yeah. He's in, and it's like he kind of. One of the Limerick defenders just gets a hand on him and nearly puts him I think, off. I think his ankle got clipped slightly, so very, very slightly. A tiny little bit of contact, yeah. but like that, what a massive chance to kind of put the game out of reach. And we, we spoke about Clare, Division Two, they were the highest ranked team in, in Munster outside of Kerry. Mm. And they haven't been able to get a big championship win. Like Connell Collins has done a phenomenal job with, with Claire to have them kind of pushing for a promotion, really, even from Division Two. But we said That's it a, like. Tipperary got their breakthrough in 2020 winning the Munster Championship. Claire I think 2020 is, that.
2: 2020 is the one they're looking at I'd say because every other year they ended up drawing Kerry. Yeah. <laughs> and, unfortunately know, but th- that's what right, a pretty decent year, record against
0: This him. year to, to Limerick at home probably tip in a semi-final and get to a Munster final against Kerry and they, they just come up short and brilliant for Billy Lee and Limerick what they've yeah. done so far this year to get promoted to Division 2 win that championship game. Um, fair play to them, but, but Clare will be kicking themselves at losing
2: that yeah. game. Right. Last week, we all called Roscommon. We all called Westmead. We all called Dublin. We all called Mead. We all called Clare. We all called Tip, who won. Yeah. And the 2v back, Tyrone. And at the uh, very last no, second, why? Why? the very last second, I said, I'm going for Derry. And then on Friday mornings, 0 to on our quick picks, I backed it up. And I explained why I thought Derry were going to do it.
1: I honestly yeah, thought it was going to be a lot on your
0: there, It's like, about the first prediction you got right all year. Like. Yeah, well, I'm
2: just putting it out there.
1: That's, I that's actually, back, I, I said Derry in the first uh, podcast of the season. Was that when you called Tyrone oh, relegation? I <laughs> don't
2: recall that. Like,
1: but. <laughs> yeah, I said Derry are a team to watch. And I said Tyrone could be in a bit of bother. Bit of you did say that.
0: Without that clip, you? I, I will, I'll
1: get it. I'll dig it out.
2: <laughs> this weekend, we have got Two semifinals on Sunday. We've Donegal Cabin and Clonus, four o'clock. That's going to be on the TV. And yeah. Leitrim in Pierce Stadium in Salt Hill in the Connacht semi final. Half three, not televised. On Saturday evening on Sky, we have Cork versus Kerry in Park Gearin. Mm-hmm. Yep. Games. James, you didn't get the game where you wanted to play it. You're going to have to go down to Cork. Yeah, How fair enough. Are you feeling? Kerry, it's been very quiet it's since the final win. Yeah. It's been very quiet about this game.
1: There's no, there's horrible. no, yeah, there, there's no, yeah, there's no big excitement about the game, to be honest. Um, which is disappointing because I suppose people are just so fearful that it could be a drubbing, and like I, I don't, that be- yeah, the, the fact it's on a parky rain, honestly, will um balance it up a bit. Because that is a tough place to go. How Um, much of a factor? How many points are you giving Cork
2: a head start for having that game in Parky Run?
1: Ian Maguire is out as well, isn't he? Yeah. Um, He's got... Yeah. They've lost Ian Maguire.
2: Keith Rakin has has stepped back from his role in the last couple of weeks and John Cleary's taken over them. So, you know, due due to illness. So they've had, you know, a a couple of issues in the last couple of weeks. Ian Maguire is out too. He's a massive loss. He is. The
0: only thing you'd say in a favour, because of what's the kind of... Everything that's gone on around the game, around the venue, it's been spoken about a lot. Obviously, Keith Rickett having to to, to step away, unfortunately. Losing Maguire. Maguire's their captain, I think, isn't he? Just a a massive leader for them as well. You would have to expect that Cork will come out of the blocks all guns blazing.
1: Mm.
0: If they have anything about them,
1: they're going to come
0: out and, and just... Everyone's writing them off. We're writing them off here. We've seen the article last week in The Times. Darrow say. <laughs> it was like a chuckle reading it now, I have to say. But if you're a Cork, if you're in that position in that team, you're you're ready to go to war. That's the only positive I can see for them. Like, okay, yes, Sherlock came in towards the end of the league and was kicking some brilliant scores and giving that support to Brian Hurley, but they're coming up against a much, much improved Kerry defensive system. Mm. Um, and that was the real standout for Kerry winning the National League It was how solid they were defensively. So you're looking at those boys are probably going to be targeted and tied up. I, I can't see, I cannot make a case for anything other than a Kerry comfortable victory. And, and my predictions have been catastrophic so far here today. <laughs> but uh, I, I, I just think Kerry are going to have way, way too much firepower for Corky.
1: Yeah. like like if going back over the years cork always had a couple of shooters that if they were hot they could kick all day and if they were playing in this game in park like it's a kickers field like the cork forwards love park honestly really? when they get it, get it going there everything sails over and it's a lonely place to be at times if it's going against you but i don't think they have that quality up front at the moment um, so yeah i'm seeing a comfortable carry win i'd say obviously it won't be 20 points but it could easily be oh. <laughs> wait this no, so. it'll be it'll be it'll be 10, to Darryl, 10, 10, you, right? 10 point dropping
2: 10 point dropping like i think it'd be more than that. but,
1: but like wait, you know the value i put in in, uh, in a home venue <laughs> I
2: know. So how many points are you giving Cork for that park in fact? We're expecting Hurley and Sherlock to be starting in the full forward line. Yeah. Blake Murphy's been playing quite well for them.
1: Like Park Irene is actually a very big field, but it plays small. Okay. It plays tight. Explain um, that. What do you mean? Grow Park is a big field, but it plays massive. A park Irene, I think, is actually a little bit bigger. But because of the way the stand is and the way the setup is, it just plays smaller. Okay. So certain fields are like that. Um, in Kerry down here, you've Fitzgerald Stadium and you have Stack Park in Tralee. Stack Park is, has bigger dimensions, but it plays a lot narrower okay. because of the, the terrace and the stand, just the way the setup is. Paranel Park's the same. I'd Parnell Park plays quite small, Paddy, does it? Yeah. I've actually never played in Parnell Park. Have you not? No. Yeah, it's a pity
2: Dublin's home game, the home venue, very rarely used. You never get home
1: games. So, yeah. Yeah. But I think that th- that game will suit Kerry's defensive setup. Do you know the way it plays? Quite narrow. I think the Tig morley will do a lot of sweeping up there. They'll keep they'll keep Cork quiet up front and they'll be able to break. Okay. I think Kerry have a couple of knocks and niggles. I'm not sure. Yeah, any inside info for us? <sighs> for the Football Pod listeners? I... On Jimmy. S- I think no, I don't actually. I don't. I have I know that they 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 played an A V B game all right. Um and they were down a good few bodies, but it could have just been minding. But like you'd still expect if Kerry didn't play their strongest, strongest 15, that they'd still they still have enough. And like you spoke about there being a fear in the middle of this game, a fear that it'd
2: be a drubbing. Like you've been on the end of a tanking from a Cork under 21 team. You're there <laughs> you're there in 2020 when you get caught in the, the, the lights of Parquet Cueve as that ball drops into Mark Keane's hands and he sticks into the back of the net. Yeah.
1: Like, is there no worries of that? I mean, there, there is inside in the dressing room. No, oh. no. But okay. not, not, around, not around the county. Like, no one can see. No one can see. Um. And it's difficult in the dressing room, but Paddy, when you're going into a game like that, against, say,
2: Mead over the years, Pickett County, that traditionally would have put it up to you, but yeah. like in your time didn't.
0: That's where you're relying on the squad. That if you're playing and, and this is, Kerry have this advantage that if you're Jack O'Connor names you to start in the first 15, you've got to go out and perform because if you don't, someone else is going to take your spot.
1: Yes.
0: So that's, that was the massive advantage we had with Dublin that no matter what in, in these games, like an example, Wexford at the weekend, you knew I need to play well here, even though we expect to win this game. And, and we generally did quite easily, but you had to perform and do the right things. Otherwise someone else was taking their spot. And that's the beauty of what Kerry have. And Jack O'Connor is unbelievably experienced. Um, that whoever he names in that 15 going out there, they'll still have to play because mm. they know if we don't, someone else is taking their spot. That's the, the beauty of the depth that Kerry now have in their squad. Um, I ex- as much as I expect Cork to come out of the blocks, uh, I think Kerry will play. I am expected a big performance from Kerry as well. I think they'll be itching to get this going. It's been, they've had a nice little break since the National League. They are ready to rock for this championship. Um, I expect them to carry on that defensive solidity that they've had throughout the spring. Mm. Um, and they're expecting Clifford and O'Shea to just come in with a bit of magic down here as well. Like As much as the Cork forwards might like shooting there, are pretty sure <laughs> the Kerry lads are going to enjoy it as well. So, um, It's... You're hoping for just because of the tradition of the fixture that you get a big game, but, but uh, I, I think it's going to be a straightforward win for Kerry.
2: Okay, so we're going Kerry Kerry Kerry, Kerry,
1: Kerry, 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 Kerry. Do you what do you think Kerry will win by if you're saying Kerry will win? Talking to me, yeah, we're talking to Patty. Are you talking, uh, <laughs> are you talking <laughs> to
0: me? <laughs> yeah, I think points. 15 points for the kingdom.
2: Yeah, and like last year, they did it quite well in the first half. They got the goal. They kept Clifford scoreless from yeah. playing. It still ended up being a big scoreline. I do, I do think it's going to be a big, a big, beaten. Unfortunately, there and apologies. Can... We're
0: not, we're not doing a radio show in Cork, lads, are
2: we? No, but yeah, I just think I it's a God. tough time in Cork He's football. We lost I mean.
0: all our Cork listeners
2: there. Yeah, but look at, <laughs> like, it's just the reality of where they're at at the minute. So they're missing it's Powder. They're missing Powder. They're missing Mehan. It is a pity. Like, it is a pity. Yeah. Uh, they're missing Maguire and. Yeah, the, the 20s, you know, a couple of them are coming through the, the All-Ireland winners from a couple of years ago. But, Excellent. you know, it takes a little while to get them all in um, into the mix. Right. Kerry, Kerry, Kerry. Donegal are looking to make their 10th Ulster final in 12 years. Yeah, that is remarkable. Consistency. Is, that, is good. That, is, that is good going. The last time Donegal and Cavan met, <laughs> it was a dirty, dark night in November 2020. In the 68 69th minute, Gerald McKiernan wins a free. Was it a marker or a free? I don't know what it was, but he just belts the ball in. Patton rushes off his line, punches it into Connor Madden's chest, and it's in the back of the net. And Cavan were crowned. Ultra champions. Yeah, what do you expect happened this weekend? Um,
0: I am excited to get another look at Donegal. Um, like I said, I thought their performance against them was one of the most complete performances we've seen from them in the Championship in a number of years. Um, I think Armagh couldn't let them <laughs> dominate that game the way they set up. I uh, expect Cav to have a, a, a plan for mm-hmm. for guys like Ryan McHugh, for Murphy and these guys, but I think I'm expecting Donegal to win this one. To be honest, I, I thought whoever came out of that game would win the Ulster Championship and, and Donegal came out of it with convincing winners. Um no injuries to speak of. They've got their main guys back on the pitch. Um, I, I think they'll have too much for Cavan. I watched Cavan against Antrim, they were far, far better than Antrim, but they weren't really clinical, particularly in the first half. They will need to be... I don't think they'll get a lot of possession in this game, but they will need to make every bit of a count. But uh, I, I'm looking at a, a Donegal win here. Comfortable enough,
1: I would say, as well. Where are you sitting here, James? And the same, I was... Very impressed with Donegal, in fairness, against Armagh. And it will be exciting to see if they can learn from that, pick a few points to improve on, and really have another top performance. Um, I think that, say, Derry, Derry have kind of an opportunity to get ahead of themselves after this Tyrone game. Do you know, yeah. like they're going yeah. to be, we're talking about them being a great team. They're probably getting loads of attention at home and, like, that inexperience doesn't apply to Donegal. I said, like they've come up and had massive ultra Championship wins so regularly that that Armagh game would just be parked as on to the next one, which is a great advantage to have. You know that you you've been there, you've seen it, you've done it before, and you can just park a big Championship game and go on to the next one. I think that I think they'll win. They'll win comfortably as well. I can't see Kevin um, getting to the level of a Division One team straight from four.
2: Okay, so we're thinking the the two. Surprises of twenty twenty, two of the big surprises, Cork beating Kerry and Cavan beating Donegal, that history can't repeat itself two years later.
0: I'd be surprised.
2: Mm-hmm. Like be Donegal out. had a right few injuries going into that game in twenty twenty. I think Langan started, but he wasn't hundred percent. Kieran yeah. Thompson was missing. I personally they think he took it for granted. No, it took the right off the wall there. Yeah. yeah. They did. It certainly felt like that. Did McBurty start, and he wasn't hundred percent. I think he kicked four points that day, but he, he just wasn't
1: fully on it. And they were targeting him with a lot of ball. Um, there no crowd. There was no crowd either. Yeah, like those games were strange. Hmm. Strange games. I That's my carry. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, okay. no, I can't. I can't see them taking their eye off the ball in this. I think that they're too no. experienced. they they have they have an opportunity here like yeah. they are seeing themselves as all earning contenders they're not going to go out in the group yeah mess it up i i don't think they're going to mess it up against cavan this or this weekend
2: i think cavan will put on a good show for 55 minutes and i just think they'll i i do think cavan will put on a show i think cavan are ready to go for this one um and i think they're a I championship team go. i think they're a good championship team i think defensively they'll be able to set up and be very difficult to break down but i just think Donegal's shooters are going to have them on from out, out the field, I think Langan and Thompson are going to be very, very important this weekend for Donegal. As yeah. important as Ryan McHugh and Murphy yes. and McBearty. I think Langan and Thompson are going to be very, very important.
1: Yeah. Um, Langan Langen must have had 12 shots at the post against them. <laughs> <Arma. laughs> did he kick <laughs> three? Do you know? Yeah, yeah. He kicked, yeah, he three. He four. Usually
2: usually he's a lot more on it, but I just think their long-range shooters are going to come in, come yeah. in handy this weekend. Yeah. Right. Who's the best team Kevin have played this year? Uh strongest team they've played tip in the final division These 4 tips, final. Yeah, tip do you know like we, we
0: watched that. I've watched I've watched Calvin twice and it's um, I just feel like the pace of play Yeah, when you're playing a division 1 team as the experience as, as Donegal I, I you know, I'm, I'm not for changing
2: on this one Donegal are going to win that right now make the case for Andy Moran's Leitrim, Paddy
0: um
2: if Mayo would, I, I, if I Mayo
0: would win that game. Galway are going to win that game, I would say. Um, the interesting thing for this is what way do Galway set up in this game with a red-hot favourites for? Yeah. So There was a very specific game plan they had for Mayo with their defensive structure. Do they carry that forward or do they go back to the more traditional side and just play 15-on-15 15 15 against Leitrim? Uh, I think Andy will have Leitrim well set up defensively to try and stifle that Galway attack. Um, but it would be interesting... No more so than, than Donegal. Like Donegal had a big win against their man. So you're looking, can they carry that momentum forward? Or do they drop down a level? Does complacency come into it? Do they just go back and get into bad habits? The same with Galway. It's a massive win for them to go to Castlebar and win that game. Do they kick on now? Or do we do they go easy on themselves? That, that we'll probably beat Leitrim. or favourites. We've beaten Mayo. And they kind of plod through this game and win by five or six points. I'm interested to see how they set up do they keep is that now their system is that how power of choice is going to set them up for all their games I think that's the right thing to do it's an opportunity to nail that structure um, and if they do that um, it can set them set them up for further down the championship I expect them to win this game I think Leiton will try for frustrate Galway. away they'll try and set them up but they're just not going to have the to scoring power I feel to, uh, to get over that and apologies to Andy I, I hope I'm wrong we God, I hope I'm wrong, but I think uh, they're going to be up against it. It'll be so, very interesting yeah. to
1: see how Andy sets up the team because yeah. he knows Galway inside out, tactically. Yeah. Like, It's a big advantage for Leitrim there to have that knowledge. I, I think that Galway won't go as defensive. I think they'll, even mentally, there was an urgency to their defence against Mayo. I don't think they'll be as... Okay defensive
0: that's just the point they're making Like they, they need to nail that down yes right. they've beaten Mayo but the question marks over Galway over the last number of years is that consistency really elite performances yes you're favourites going into this Leeds game but you should go out and be ruthless they, if Galway are serious about being all Ireland contenders which we were speaking about when you go to Castlebar and beat Mayo that's the bracket you're now pushing into and that's what they would like to see themselves at they should be going there. Nail our defensive system. Don't give Leitrim a sniff and tear into them up front. That's what I'm interested to see from Galway. Or do they go down, go easy on themselves, pat themselves on the back because we would be a great win against Mayo and go out and give a really patchy performance? Probably still win the game because they, again, it's Division 1 team now against Division 4 team. But are Galway really going to be ruthless there? Is, that, is there a side to Galway mentality from them that says we are serious
1: all early contenders. That's what I want to see from them. Mm. But could they be rootless, but not as defensive? Do you know? Like I, I do think that they went a step above or a, a step beyond what they're comfortable with against Mayo in terms of defensively.
0: But that's what I, they're gonna do, Jimmy. If they're gonna go to Crow against Park the top and,
1: teams, I agree. And,
0: yeah. and go and play Kerry or go and play Dublin or go and play whoever in Crow Park, they'll need to have that defensive setup.
1: So this is an opportunity to, to nail it. Yeah, it is. I agree. I'd be. It would just be interesting to see if they go and they shoot the lights out, or mm-hmm. do they take a few scores off the scoreboard and really concentrate mm-hmm. on the good work they've done as a team.
0: It's finding that no. balance between defence and attack. That Derry did it really, really well yesterday. That they were solid, but they broke a pace and they were always attractive going forward. Yes, I think Gowler were brilliant defensively against Mayo, but probably lacked a little bit up front. Yeah, um, that's what they're trying to get. That's why okay. I think they should use this game to, to work on that.
2: Okay, yeah. all right. So go away, go away, go I
0: think go away,
2: yeah. yeah, yeah. It'll be interesting to see. Can Leitrim's fours do damage naturally enough? Andy has had them cooking nicely. Keepburn had an exceptional league, yeah. he was missing against London. Ryan O'Rourke has been moving very well. They're two lads that played Sigerson football in Minute under Johnny Doyle. so you know, their talents are well known across the country. So it'll be interesting to see can they do damage in that front too? And their defensive structure, as James said, how will they set up and how Galway will deal with it? Like, we, we've gone with the three favourites there. Like, I don't know if we've, we've ever seen a weekend of football where it is Cork are 14 to 1. 14
0: to 1. What?
2: Leitrim are also 14 to 1. The handicap in the Cork game is 11 points. Handicap in the Leitrim game, Leitrim Galway game is 14 points. Donegal, Calvin, the handicap is only five points. So they're expecting a low score and enough affair, but Donegal are one to five on. So that's how it's looking. I'm going to give one, throw one question actually from the football pod listeners, and then we're going to move on to our fantasy yes. Gaelic teams for the weekend. Um, there's a lot of questions in, or a lot of comments in, about penalties. Uh, Mick is saying that penalty shootouts aren't wanted in the GA. Dylan Nolan is saying. Sorry, Mick. Get with the times, man. Penalties are nonsense. It doesn't make sense for the GA. Ronan no. Lillis is saying, stop the penalties and let it go to a replay. We don't have time for replays in the calendar anymore. So, but Sorry, Ronan, you're out. <laughs> Ruthless from <laughs> the one. But maybe, maybe there might be something to look at down the line. But look, for now, we'll take penalties for now. I really got excited when you were talking about your, your dream penalty shooters. Yeah. Uh, do- Keen Hastings. Go on. Any advice for a 14 year old who missed a penalty to lose the fella? Get back on the horse, man. It's hard,
0: particularly defeats when you're younger can feel like it can be hard now losing big games, particularly as as a young player. Um, But you just got to get back on it. Everyone has moments like that in their career. And the, the unfortunate thing, there'll probably be other moments like that as you go on, as you get older in your career but that's just part of sport. sport uh, that builds that resilience. And you have to, what, what's the choice then? To give up and, and not go back. It takes courage to step up and take penalties in big games like that. So for, for that young lad, just get, keep practicing. Get back out there, get back on the horse. You have to be able to deal with those setbacks. Um, and it's a learning thing, particularly that, that's what it's, when you're in your teens, you're trying to learn to become a better player and that's just part of the journey. So, as unfortunate as it is at the time. Just get back on the horse, man. You'll be fine. You'll be grand.
2: Uh, James, Joseph O'Dwyer, similar enough question. And I suppose you can tie it into Keane in there. What's the best way to take penalties? You kind of give us a little hint of it earlier on.
1: Well, you have to decide if your kick is strong enough to beat the keeper to the side that he's dived. If it is, then obviously you can just kick it hard into the corner, down low or up high. I went against that route because I didn't think that I had enough power on my shot to beat the You're keeper. You only little legs to me, yeah. <laughs> yeah, little tiny legs. I didn't have the power in my kick to go across the keeper. If he went the right way, he'd save it. So I used to always do a slow run-up, wait till the keeper moved, give me a bit of an out and <laughs> yes, dip it the other way.
0: Phenomenal stuff. Jorginho, like, it is. <laughs> I love Daniel, it. Clarity.
1: But on, for Kian, the fact that he missed that penalty, so what? For God's sake. Do you know, it's, it's, one, it's one instant. You live so many big games in, in your life and you have to step up again. You have to do it again. And when you do score the next one, then it'll be such an unbelievable feeling that you overcame that, you know, that, that L- tough that Look at
0: McGuigan yesterday. He could see that the ball hadn't even hit the net. And he was yeah. like, you could see how much momentum after missing a penalty yeah. uh, earlier on the season. So it's just part and parcel of it. Mm,
2: exactly. So, and I, I think, heard, James,
1: uh, what you're saying there, being brave enough to put the hand up to say, I'll take this. Yeah, yeah, that's the important bit. That's when you know that you're the a player, when you can put the hand up again. But I heard Ron Nogara speaking one time, and he was like, when he was younger, he, he'd almost, he'd fear a penalty you know, a shot at the post in a, yeah. in a tight game or towards the end of a game, he'd say, please, just to the other team, don't, don't foul, so I'll have to kick this. Yeah. And then by the end of his career, he was praying for that tight moment in the game that yeah. all the pressure was on him. Like he turned it round that he could take that pressure and he thrived off it. He was like, please give me a shot at the post in the last second to win or to draw. Yeah. And it and it and a feeling of winning wasn't enough. He needed, he craved that responsibility in the game. I've heard him he say that him. too. Yeah. 100%. He missed. Was it the
0: Hindman oh, Cup final in 2000 where he missed against Northampton.
1: Yeah. yeah. They lost by a point. He took it really years. hard, didn't he? Yeah.
0: Yeah. He's not, he was only a youngster, like, and then look at what he did then, allegedly.
2: I don't know if you heard that on off the ball, James, but he, he said it on off the ball a couple of weeks ago. I, I remember him saying it. I don't know if you've heard it previously before, but yeah, no. Rog that is someone to learn from how he bounced back.
0: last month. Great fella. Great bit of stuff. Man. Yeah,
2: absolutely. we try and get him down to Castle Bar. He'd be good fun. Yeah, he have a
0: good crack yeah. on Castlebar.
2: That? that is June second. If you didn't hear earlier on, I was plugging the show. We are going to Castlebar on June second this year. We're bringing the football pod live on the road. We may be having a penalty shootout on the night. That might be <laughs> giving away a little something. But we have a couple of uh, a couple of things lined up. We're going to be talking to a couple of Mayo legends, myself, James, and Paddy. are going to be there too. We can't wait for it. It's going to be great fun. It's in the Royal TF Theater. You can check out otbsports.com forward slash events for tickets. And also keep an eye on that page because we will be announcing very shortly the other venues and counties we'll be heading to later in the summer. So it's a brilliant place to be in, being able to bring the podcast on the road. And the only reason we've been able to do it is that we get such support every single week. So thank you very much to everyone who's listening to us from episode one last May on to now. It's nearly a year, Paddy. It's in, in May 14th, I think is episode one last year. So we're nearly there. I James, you've been a very natural fit coming in this year. You've been a perfect... Uh, Super so broken. He's been phenomenal. He's, he's been... You've just... It was like you've been here since day one.
1: <laughs> okay. Oh, thanks. Fantasy you no, talk about Andy so much, I'm, I feel like kind of the jealous new girlfriend or something. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. That's not true. You we, love us, you, we love you, Jimmy. Uh, he's a legend,
2: first Okay. Fantasy Football League. Kevin Ryan is top of the table. Howie now is the name of his team. He's from the Shrew Glencorrib club. He got a score oh, okay. of 192 this week, 367 points. He had Fenton in midfield. Not one of his back seven got a score. Paul Conroy didn't get a score because they weren't playing this weekend, but he had Fenton in midfield and his forward shot the lights out. Samuel Roy, 36 points. Shane McGuigan, 23 points. Jack McCarran, 27. Darren McCurry, 14. Connor Cox, 23. And Owen oh. Cleary, twenty-two. He Crazy. had Desi Farrell as his boss. John Martin, low ball and high is the name of his team from Carnarine in County Cavan. One hundred and eighty-three points. You're second. And Paddy McNally from Carmartin Shamrocks and Monaghan. The Shamrocks fifteen. You're in three-three-five. Just to mention another. It's because it's jumping out of me here. Another Monaghan man, uh, Shane Rice. You might know Ricey on it? Instagram. He's a he's a coach no. with the Monaghan ladies, oh, and yeah, he's a he's yeah. a fitness coach. You might have come across his stuff a team of bluffers from Scotstown, 232 points this week. He had Banty as his manager, Began and Goals, Connor Boyle fullback who kicked the point, Eaton Doherty wing back, Dean Rock, Mulroy, Connor Sweeney, John Heston was his captain with 46 points, Jimmy Hyland and Connor Cox shot the lights out too, and then the Smith the in midfield with 29 points. Very, very impressive going uh, on the Fantasy Football League. We've got about 200 I, entrants.
1: I was, I was looking at it today. I, I didn't count my first week scores. I'm going to have to get on to the, to the Glitch
2: the, in the Matrix. i going to have to go on to the tech.
1: I think I'd be, I'd be right. in the top 30. Okay, we'll have a look at that now. because I'm I, in the bottom five. So if,
2: if, if you entered the league and there was a glitch on their end, we'd be able to get you in. But if you missed the boat, James, there's very little it. we can do about that.
1: You added me automatically for the league one and then you changed the rules.
2: Listen, lads, I think we're going to leave it there. Episode 15 of the Football Pod. Thank you very much for joining me again this week and thank you very much for everyone for listening in. Any last words before you enter into the
1: parky ring? Just come on the kingdom. Start of a new journey. i tell you what, it's exciting for Kerry, but I think this comfortable win onto bigger things.
2: Ooh. Paddy was getting excited last week. James Stone was getting excited this week. The football is back. Good night, folks. Good night, gents.